0: Welcome to Work is Calling, where we will learn the experiences and insights of business leaders who see their careers as a calling from God. What is important about seeing your career as a calling? Work is fulfilling whenever we sense success. But let's face it, success can and usually is fleeting. What if instead of targeting success, we seek fulfillment? A sense of calling makes serving God your purpose. That shift can actually lead you to a sense of fulfillment regardless of success. Let's listen to the stories of those who have made the shift and have experienced this.
1: Well, today's guest is Renee Romero. Uh, He's a friend of mine. I've known him for quite a while. And... uh, He's going to get into talking about uh, himself first, so we get to know a little bit about who he is, and then we'll talk about uh, why he sees Work is Calling. So, Renee, how you doing? Welcome. Good. Thank you. Thank you, Wayne. Yeah. Thanks for being a part of uh, Work is Calling. Um, you know, it's really great to have you here. I'm looking forward to having everybody hear kind of some of your story. Uh, so tell us a little bit about yourselves, uh, you know, your family life. Are you married? What's going on? So, yes, I am married. My wife is Maureen. And we have three
2: children, three girls, who are getting up there in age a little bit. And our oldest is Lizzie. She is 18. 19, actually. Whoops. I'll (laughs) probably get the rest wrong, too. (laughs) And then uh, Annabelle, who is 17, and Elena, who is 14. So, yeah, they're they're keeping us busy.
1: Wow, you look pretty young. Hey, I I know that uh, you uh, like running, Tell us about that. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Uh, so about three years ago, 2019, actually, um, we, we came into church and we saw that everything was decked out for a, uh, a marathon team that they had just started a year previous. And, uh, actually my wife and I were both looking for ways to kind of lose weight and work out and to do have some fun, try to have some fun anyway. And, um, So this just kind of came at a right time. And as soon as we walked in, as soon as I walked in, I'm like, yeah, we're probably going to do this just because the timing was perfect. And, you know, we were looking for something and it's just been an amazing journey that we've done every year since and uh, probably will continue to to do.
1: So you you were like run around the block. I mean, what kind of races do you run? Yeah, at first I did (laughs) (laughs) and that was tough. Um, but
2: you know, we hit the path out here. Um, and we do, Pretty much, the Chicago Marathon is the main goal. Wow! That's and great. Um, since then, I've done another marathon in Madison, which was great. And um, you know, that's pretty much what we're doing is trying to raise money for clean water with uh, World Vision. Oh, great! And yeah. uh, so you know about them. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so it's been an awesome journey. I really love it, and I've I've really have never been a long distance runner before. It's always been sprints and short running sports that i can find um but this this has turned into something that that has become i don't know about passionate but i really enjoy it right now and you know if we continue on maybe maybe it becomes bigger
1: now your wife does more than marathons right
2: well she was uh training for a triathlon this year but injuries were were prevalent so it didn't really happen um but it was a
1: it was a long journey. So is that the one what's on skis and you shoot, or which one is no, that? No, not
2: quite that one. <laughs> it's it's more of a summer one. <laughs> uh, yeah, where you bike, swim, and run. Wow. And that's it's. Uh, let's see, about two and a half miles of swimming, then hundred and twelve miles of biking, and then a marathon at the end. So.
1: So do you have anything on your bucket list, your wish list that uh, has anything to do with running or?
2: Yeah, I, well, one thing that that has to do with running, I've been batting around in my head is trying to train for qualifying for Boston.
1: Wow, and That's a big uh,
2: one. yeah, it's kind of far off now. You know, it would take me probably two to three years to qualify, but um, it would be amazing. It really would be. And uh, you, since doing Chicago, we've we've been looking at doing New York, even, mm, okay. uh, which we can qualify for with World Vision, and um, and maybe a couple others besides that. I know Berlin is one that you can qualify for as well. And that would be, it would be amazing.
1: Yeah, that sounds terrific. Sounds like it would be a great experience, especially yeah. to go to Berlin. Absolutely. Um, well, let me ask you some spiritual things. Um, you know, the classic Sunday school uh, question, you know, do you have a, a favorite Bible verse or story or parable that kind of like, ooh, yeah, every time I hear that. Yeah,
2: you know, um, Joseph always resonates with me um, I just love his story on how he overcomes. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, maybe he was a bit of a jerk in the beginning, but <laughs> <laughs> I guess we all are, right? <laughs> yeah, it was the
1: threads that got him done, yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so he, he learned his lesson, right? Yeah. <laughs> By getting thrown in the cistern. Um, but his story is is always unique. Whenever I hear it, it's just an amazing story of how he trusted God and how he put God first, especially when he was tempted by Potiphar's wife, yeah, yeah. and um, you know, that's he had an amazing journey that that I always love reading.
1: Yeah, so let me ask you on a, an emotional level, what makes you angry, or you know, what stirs your passion, you know, to either stop or start, or you know, the yeah, you know, to help out, or is there something like that?
2: Yeah, I would kind of say that um, you know, when things happen with children, that really boils my blood so to speak um and then especially running with world vision and how they specifically are are geared towards sponsoring and raising money for children who don't have to do the water walk anymore which is on average i think a 6k that a kid walks every day just to get dirty water yeah yeah to bring home and everybody has to drink this you know infested water Um, so, you know, the, the, the oppressed children, the widows, you know, like the Bible says, it's, I think that's the heart of God and, you know, that's really what, what kind of gets me too.
1: In the arts, do you have a favorite book or movie or, or movie character or?
2: Yeah. You know, um, I'm kind of a Lord of the Rings junkie. Oh, you do? Okay. (laughs)
1: Like
2: a few others probably. Um, yeah. I just love that story and love the whole, I read the Hobbit. When I was little, I read it like three times. You're still little, Renee. Okay, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Size wise, I am, but um, and I never read Lord of the Rings until the movies came out, and then I oh. finally, finally picked it up and read them.
1: Yeah, that, that what a great. Well, how many is it? Six of them.
2: Yeah. So yeah. Well,
1: yeah. Wow, that's terrific. Hey, hey, listen, uh, do you have uh, one? Uh, just kind of general question. Yeah, you know, what's your favorite food? I mean, what do you snack on? <laughs>
2: Pizza. (laughs) Pizza, yeah. That's a snack, right?
1: Yeah, it sure is. Pizza. Unless unless you have more than eight pieces. Yeah, yeah.
2: Pizza, ice cream, anything that's sweet, I suppose. You're so svelte because you're running, I guess. (laughs) Actually, I had to tone down quite a bit of my eating just this
1: summer to finally hit some of my goals. Yeah, well, thanks for talking to us and sharing a little bit about you personally and your family and your wife and your hobbies, uh, we're going to take a break right now and we're going to come back in a little bit and we're going to pick up the conversation talking about work is calling and uh, to hear your take on it and you know some of the questions that we would love to hear answered like you know how did that all happen and um, what makes you think that your work is a calling and what evidence do you have of it, things like that. So uh, we'll be back in a short uh, bit. Until then, um, listen to our, our halftime intro here.
0: Work is Calling is a ministry of Soul Priority that coaches women and men of faith to transform their careers and workplaces with biblical principles and the book Work in the Light that highlights why God created work, shepherd leadership, workplace culture, and the vital importance of a singular God priority. You can find out more about Soul Priority at www.soul-priority.org. That's www.soul-priority.org. Now back to today's podcast.
1: Back to our listeners, uh, Renee, now that we've learned a little bit about you and uh, let's find out, uh, how and why you see work as a calling. So where do you work and what are your responsibilities? What is it that, you know, that you do? So I'm a
2: general contractor in the Chicago area and, um, I own the business. It's called The Rescue Project uh, for a couple of reasons. Obviously, we want to rescue homes, and I do a lot of bathroom, kitchen kind of work, um, and I don't want to be outside, so I try to stay inside (laughs) most most of the time (laughs) because the weather always gets in the way. Um, uh, So yeah, I do uh, remodeling and construction type of work, and for the most part, it's me, and then I have a couple other guys who kind of come and go, and That's how it's been for a while.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Actually, you did our bathroom and did a fantastic job. So thank you. Yeah. A little bit of advertising. there, free. Of course, you don't have to pay for (laughs) it. So how long have you been doing that?
2: So I've been in construction field over 20 years now. Wow. Um, And a few different phases, I guess, in life. When we moved to Arizona, I did some commercial work. And then I did some residential, then specific you know, specific kind of work in in bathrooms and kind of a good mix of things that happen there.
1: Okay. Yeah. So what was it that caused you to see your career as more than a job? I mean, you know, it's important to make money and pay for bills and stuff like that, but you also see it as a calling from God. You know, was it a person? Was it an event or some kind of sudden epiphany understanding? I mean, how did you get there to that place?
2: Well, um, it wasn't in the beginning, that's for sure. (laughs) Um, I, I would say it was right around when we decided to move back to Chicago area from Arizona and uh, I was kind of figuring out, okay, what's going to be a business name? Cause I wanted to go and go back into my own business. Cause I was working for someone for a little while. And um, how could we pair that with something that's significant? Cause at that time we had just learned about human trafficking and sex trafficking especially among minors. And um, so we kind of wanted to figure out what can I do that would benefit, you know, us as a family, as a business, but also do something that would make an impact.
1: So as, as you were, you alluded to earlier that the uh, rescue project was, had like more than one meeting, is that why there's those other?
2: Yes, Exactly. And um, it's, it's so that we can support other organizations that fight human trafficking or sex trafficking. And uh, financially is the probably the biggest thing that we're doing right now. Um, but I've also had opportunities to um, do some kind of construction work, remodeling work for a safe house here and there. Um, it hasn't happened probably as much as I would have liked to seen. But, you know, we've had a few opportunities and they, they panned out pretty well.
1: So, you know, <clears throat> what would you tell somebody is like the scope of of, you know, seeing your work as a calling? I mean, is it like do you pray for people? Do you are you an evangelist? Uh, do you pass out tracts? I mean, wh- yeah. what what is it, <laughs> what is it? You know, what does it look like on day-to-day kind of is is there something that's a component when you're at work? Um I just blast annoying
2: music most of the time and then <laughs> that's that's kind of what does it? <laughs> no. Yeah. Um In terms of the trafficking stuff, I think um, I'm very much just, uh, kind of a voice of prevention and and knowledge because I come across a lot of people who, who think it's something that just happens overseas, you know, that it doesn't happen in America it doesn't happen around here, but it does. And, um, so that's, that's really kind of what I've been able to do is present this information to families and, and customers of mine, Mm -hmm. um, so that they have more knowledge and, you know, they're a little more empowered as well.
1: So, uh, one of the other things I was going to ask you is, uh, kind of like the evidence. I mean, how do you know that, you know, you're right. You're doing what God wants you to do. He's called you to do this with the people you're doing. And I mean, do you see like every one of your clients, like gosh, I know God's bringing me to this person. I mean, you know, do you have, like, evidence of of uh, your work being a calling? Do you see it? Uh, how do you experience it? Well, it, it was hard at first, and
2: uh, I think for many years it was difficult to to kind of just sit in this calling, in this, you know, work environment and, and see it as a calling and see it as something that, that fits right for me, even though it does. And I know it does. Um, but I had to go through kind of a little journey. I read some books of about kind of figuring out, you know, what your calling is or or whatever way you could say that. And, um, you know, through that journey, I figured out, yeah, construction fits me really well. You know, I even though I didn't grow up doing this kind of stuff, I played with Legos, built Legos into high school, just because I was trying to build complex things. And it just naturally came to me. And once I even started into this, and things just naturally came. So it took a while to figure that out. and um, But finally, when I did figure it out, I kind of accepted it instead of thinking, well, maybe there's something else out there for me.
1: Have you ever sensed, uh, you know, your work is calling. Have you ever sensed pushback, any spiritual pushback? Have you sensed, you know, like negativity or... Or maybe even just, you know, feeling like you don't want to go to work or something. Have you ever sensed kind of spiritual warfare type of thing?
2: Yeah, I I don't know that I can say I've sensed that unless not being a morning person is spiritual (laughs) warfare.
1: Could be. (laughs) I'm not an evening person. That's
2: a struggle. (laughs) And you know that. Um, So... I wouldn't say the spiritual is really prevalent there, but I've, I've had opportunities to talk to people and pray, say, I'll pray for you or, or email them. Cause I know some situations going on in life, you know, for my customers and, and just the opportunity to say, I'll pray for you. And it's usually really meaningful and, and well accepted.
1: So if, if you were uh, talking to somebody and uh, about your work being calling and you, you, you said that, you know, you yourself, you know, read some books and they said to you, you know, I just don't know if, uh, you know, if, if what I do is like, well, God's, you know, it's my divine assignment, uh, you know, what, what things would you tell him, tell them to do or to, to read or to, you know, to kind of explore, to find out what their calling might be. Have you thought about that?
2: Well, I would say call Wayne, number one, <laughs> show up to our meeting, Right. <laughs> Um, but I, I think it's, it's definitely a personal journey that they have to take. I mean, no one can figure that out for them. Okay. You know, that person would have to spend time praying, reading some books that, yeah, that are out there that really help. Um, but that's a, that's a tough journey.
1: Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, what are some of the spiritual practices that help keep you engaged in your career as a calling? How do you feed it and fuel it?
2: Well, um, I try to make sure I pray every morning. Um, definitely try to pray for customers who who are going through things, whether you know they tell me or just found out you know some information. A lot of my cust, almost all of my customers are referred um, by someone else, so I, I know a lot of them, and there are a lot of them are repeat, and I know things that are just happening in life. So you know, I try to pray for them mostly. Um, but you know, staying engaged in, in the Word like staying focused on, you know, what God is focused on is always a a struggle anyway in life. So, you know, that's part of the the journey of trying to stay focused at work as well.
1: Uh, What are the rewards? I mean, of seeing work as calling, I mean, it seems like it's one more thing to think about. Yeah. I mean, isn't it enough that you, you know, earn money and take care of your family, but are there, are there benefits to like, you know, saying, yeah, I'm going to work for God today.
2: Yeah, I well there is, you know, especially in those times where I do pray for someone. I mean, that's really impactful, you know, to me to know that God is moving because of what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. That maybe this interaction or me taking this job is is um is a divine appointment for these people. You know, and I don't remember that every time. I mean, sure. obviously, I I go to work and just drudge through it sometimes, and that's just how life is.
1: Yeah, yeah. So is is that are there challenges to seeing work as calling? I mean, you know, to be up for it all the time. Yeah, that's the,
2: that's the hard thing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not always up for it all the time, <laughs> especially when it's cold out and dark in the morning. You want to stay in bed.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No so, um. How do you see your work as calling impact, uh, you, um, does, I mean, does, does it, your whole sense of integrity like get heightened? Uh, are you more aware of, you know, it's not just a conversation with a person. This could be, you know, something that's really important. Uh, um, does it affect your business commitments, your, your, your contracts, your prices, um, yeah.
2: Yeah. I think it's affected uh, my awareness more of the gospel mm-hmm. and and bringing the gospel in whatever shape that may be to this customer. And, um, you know, just, just helping me to know that I'm here for a purpose. Yeah. I'm not just here to do the work and get to check, even though that's great. Yeah. You know, sure. and, and doing the work is great because when I'm finished, it looks awesome and I love doing that. Yeah, You know, but, but there's a higher purpose. There's more of an eternal impact yeah. as well. So that, that really, it really gets me focused. Not every time, but sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> no. So I hear a lot of people say things like, you know, work is, is like worship. Do you ever have that kind of experience? Like, you know, you just like, yeah, God, this is for you. This is, you know, I don't sing all that well at church, but man, yeah. could I lay tile?
2: Yeah. <laughs> You, you know, I actually find it very peaceful when, I, when I'm when i working by myself sometimes mm-hmm. because I can blast the music, and it's usually Christian music, and um, it is like a worship time. And especially when I'm driving, if I'm driving down to the city and it takes an hour and a half to get there, you know, I'm usually blasting music or praying and doing something that I can experience God with. And, and there's been countless times. Of just uh, experiencing his presence that way.
0: Hmm,
1: that's great. Did uh, have you um, had a, a? I mean, you talked about experiences. His presence uh, has the whole idea of work as calling impacted or, or or bled into other areas of your life as a spouse, as a parent, or anything like that. As has it uh, caused you to see those roles differently?
2: Well, I, I think a lot of what you do, Wayne, with us in in the, our Monday morning group has really impacted um, not just the work stuff, but has reminded me, you know, my first job is to be a husband, you know, is to be a father and um, definitely reminding me to take on those roles more spiritually and more intentionally. And of course not perfect there, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but yeah, it's, it's helped a lot to, to get more focused when I need to.
1: Yeah, that's great. That's great. By the way, and Renee has referred to a couple times, uh, groups, uh, we're also part of a uh, ministry that, uh, coaches women and men of faith to really learn and apply biblical practices to their workplace. And, uh, it's called Soul priority. And, and uh, Renee has been a part of that. We use a curriculum that's called, um, working the light, which is something that you may hear about, uh, during one of the, uh, either the outgo or uh, maybe even at the halftime here. Um, let me just, uh, also ask you, um, have, um, you met other people that see work is calling. I mean, are there more like you out there and do you like connect as soon as you like,
2: Oh, that's cool. I do that too. Do you in, see other people in this genre in construction or no, in your, yeah, in your, your, your in your, in your workplace? Yeah. Do you see yeah. other people? Not a whole lot, <laughs> <laughs> a few, I would say. Um, I think construction is notorious, notorious for, you, you know, some pretty brash individuals, you know, and, um, that's kind of how it is. And it's, it's actually, I would say it's kind of a darker, you know, field to be in just because there's so many, um, guys out there who, who aren't Christians, you know, who are, you know, almost barbarian, so to speak, you know? So it's, it's, it actually, it's great when I get referrals and hear the stories of how some customers have gotten ripped off by a guy or something and they're looking for someone they can trust. Mm-hmm you know and that yeah i want to be that person that you can trust that that'll go into your home do the right work do it well in, in terms of marriage um i think it it is it has been such a great thing for for me to listen to my wife cuz she has a lot of wisdom and um you know i think it's as guys it's easy to think that you know we're the ones with all the answers but our wives are really really have such a different heart than we do and they have a lot of wisdom to, to offer. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, I concur. I've often found out that God's voice sounds a lot like my wife. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Renee, thanks so much for uh, being with us today. Uh, and, uh, you know, as you've listened to Renee's story, I hope that it encourages you to consider that uh, it's not just the pastor, the priest, or the missionary who's called and has a divine uh, appointment or an assignment. It's it's every one of us who uh, who works uh, one of the uh, passages of scripture uh, from a book, uh, the Colossians, is "Whatever you do, do your work heartily for the Lord rather than for men, because it's the Lord whom you serve, and it's the Lord who will give you a reward." Uh, we do serve Him, and uh, it, and the reward is is wonderful. Thanks again for listening. Thanks for coming out, Renee. Appreciate yeah, you taking yeah. the time today.
0: This has been another episode of Work is Calling, a ministry of Soul Priority that coaches women and men of faith how to transform their careers and workplace through biblical principles. You can find out more at www.soul-priority.org. We hope you join us again next time for another interview of an individual who has discovered Work is Calling.